Amazon. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about serving. Oh my gosh, it's 6 o'clock. It's Monday. Yay! Uh, 6 o'clock, it's Monday. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. And we're all here, and there's comedians, and there's people. And it's Labor Day. Um, I don't know why I pronounce that so weird. It's like it's the 5th of September, and people are coming back from Burning Man. Boo! And um, no, I heard it was a super spreader event this year. Yeah! All oh, the world's falling apart! It's good. I just love it. If, like, rich people, they're the first ones. Anyway, okay. Uh, we've got comedians and people signed up, and we've got a barbecue because I was gone for a month, and I my food stamps just laid fallow. So, yay! We all get to eat with the government. This is all from Uncle Sam. Everybody, yay! Um, also of note, if anybody... We found a Visa card on the piano. If your name is Pablo... Come get your Bank of America Visa card. <laughs> I don't know why you left it on the piano. If anybody wants to get pizza tonight, we know who to get it. Just kidding. Don't ever steal from poor people or your friends. Only from large, huge corporations like Domino's. All right. Four-minute sets. I don't have a horn tonight. I lost it at three minutes. And uh, some people have comments and some people don't. And your first comedian doesn't. He's just going to do and be funny. Dudes, sit down. It's okay. Hang out. Like, there's like chairs and stuff. Like, you could just like hang out. It's gonna be cool. Uh, put your hands together for your first comedian, everybody. Ian Langlands, yay! Hello, everybody. How are we doing? Very, very hot. But we're having fun, right? It's a hot, fun day. Uh, what did I do this weekend? I called the police for the first time. Whoa! First time. First time calling the police, but I had some serious suspicions about that black family barbecuing. I needed to make sure they were... I'm kidding! Didn't do that. I did call the police. This isn't much of a joke. I just need to say it out loud. I called the police. I was driving. And this car was stopped in front of me, so I give him the old honk. He didn't go. I drive by. The dude is passed out, completely, like, sedated off something. But I was more impressed with the fact that he was passed out, but his foot was still on the brake. So that was cool. And so I was like, did that really happen? I was with my girlfriend, and I was like, did that really happen? She goes, I don't know. Like, someone will deal with it. I'm like, will they? I loop the block. I go back around. I get out of my car. And I'm like, I'm going to just check to see if he's sleeping or if he's like on drugs or something. So I just go up to the window and I knock on the window. And he's kind of like, he like moves, but he's definitely like out of it. So then I'm like, okay, this dude's on one. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to come back and I'm going to call the police. And I came back and my girlfriend, she like, out of her backpack, she had like this really big Tupperware, this glass Tupperware full of pasta. And I was like, what are you doing? She goes, oh, I was afraid he was going to wake up and shoot you, so I had this bowl of pasta ready to throw at him. Now I, I fear for my life if I'm ever in danger and she's around because that was her, that was, that was how she was going to solve the problem was a bowl of pasta. So I thought that was funny. There's, there's not really much to it. I called the police. They, they came and they did that. But I thought it was funny that she thought she could save my life with pasta. So that's that. Uh, let's see. I'm a, 
you know, I think I'm a generally happy person, generally. Uh, but I feel like I, I, sometimes I feel like I'm going in the wrong trajectory in life. Like, it's small things. Like, I think I'm doing okay, like, personally, but, like, I just opened a Roth IRA, and I am not happy about that. And, you know? <laughs> like, it's not like I'm doing badly, like I'm on the street, but I feel like I'm too responsible for my age. Like, every time I tell someone I open a Roth IRA, they're like, oh, good for you, and I don't want that reaction, you know? I have a friend from high school, and he's living under a bridge right now, and I'm jealous of him. I want to live under a bridge. I want to have the audacity to live under a bridge, but no. Got money in the fucking S and P 500. That's some fucking bullshit. I hate that. I don't know. Uh, let me think. I don't know. I wish I could be those people. I wish I could be people that just like live their life. And I, I the thing is with me, I'm like I'm never happy. Like you know, the grass is greener on the other side. Like I remember in college, I would like partied a lot for like a week, and then I was like, God, I should like really be focusing on my studies more. And then, like, the week after, I would study a lot and be like, God, I should really be focusing on cocaine more. What is going on? I got to pick a side. Never happy. Never settled. You know, that's, that's just the way it is. I don't know. And the worst part is I opened, this is not a joke, I opened the 420 on, on I mean, oh, I just fucking ruined the punchline. I opened, I opened a Roth IRA on 420. That's true. I opened a Roth IRA on 420. Completely misunderstood the idea of buying low, selling high. I didn't understand the prospect. You like that one, Lauren? Thank you. I thought of you when I wrote that. <coughs> Thank you. Bye, Glow Silly High. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I fucking bought. I, I got. I got a fucking Roth IRA on 420. I don't know. That's. I, I don't. I don't like that at all. Cause I'm doing things too early. That's too early to be like saving for your future. Cause I feel like at 30 I'm gonna be a homeowner. Yuck. That's disgusting. And then by 50 I'm gonna be retired and like be really into World War II documentaries, and I don't want that life. Is anybody else's dad really into World War II documentaries? Like when they turn 60, they just know everything about World War II. <laughs> That's just my dad. I'll just be calling him. I'll be like, what's up, dad? He goes, you will not believe the artillery the Germans had. And I'll be like, is mom alive or not? This is not the purpose of this phone call. Okay, I think I got through it. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you very much. Ian Langlands, yay! You would not believe the meth the German pilots got in World War II. Yeah! Different kind of dads. Uh, hey, Ian, that was lovely, and you're wonderful, and um, thanks for being you. All right, is Blake here? Blake, sweet. He said he was going to be late, so uh, but I've never met him, so I didn't know who he was. But you know who is here? Rohit's here, yeah? All right, and your next comedian wants comments. So we're going to like take notes and pay attention and be super cool. And everyone's being super cool anyways, but like also take notes, pay attention because we're going to give him comments after everybody. It's Rohit Sharma. Yay. What's up, Mutiny? How's it going? How's it going? So uh, I was born a first generation Indian American um, because Indian parents don't let you be born until you're the first something. So that's how that came about. <clears throat> I'm, a, I'm a millennial, uh, so I'm out here making moves. But I'm also in my early 30s, so it hurts just to move. And a lot of people tell me, like, that's because you don't stretch. You know, you need to do yoga. And I can't, I don't know about y'all, but I can't do yoga. Because, like, first of all, yoga poses sound scary. Like, have y'all heard of yoga poses? Like, they have names like warrior pose, corpse pose. 
oh my god, we need to immediately hide the body right now pose. Like, that stuff is scary, so I'm not going anywhere near that. And secondly, like, if I did yoga, I'd be worried the whole time that I'm culturally appropriating white people. Because I'm pretty sure that's white people's thing now, right? Like, it used to be Indian people's thing until at some point a white woman out there discovered that she also likes painful sitting. Yeah? <laughs> so, yeah, and, well, and like, <clears throat> it's not fair. You know, white people get to have so much stuff. Like, they get to have yoga and Scientology. So, like, you get to stretch good and fly. I think that's a little overpowered. Little overpowered. What else? Yeah, but I don't really like calling myself a first-generation Indian American because to me it sounds like somebody bragging about a Pokemon card. Like I'm, I'm a holographic, mint-condition Indian American or something. And if you didn't grow up with Pokemon cards, they're basically like baseball cards, but instead of baseball players, it's exotic Japanese pets that kill each other. So, yeah, just a little fun fact there. Um, and they banned them at my elementary school when I was growing up because kids were like trading them and i i get it you know because like what true crime story and grizzly murder doesn't start with the words no takesy backsies so yeah i think they were just trying to save us from ourselves it was a christian school so like naturally they also banned harry potter because the only magicians we were allowed to like were had to be from the bible so yeah <coughs> um what else um, I always hated roll call growing up because, like, my name is only two syllables. It's Rohit, but, like, I knew teachers always short-circuited when they got to my name. And I knew when my teacher was going to get to my name on the roll call sheet because, like, for all the other names, she seemed fine. She had, like, a straight face, maybe even looked happy. But then when she got to my name on the roll call sheet, I knew it because her face looked the exact same as it did when 9-11 happened. So when 9-11 actually happened and she came inside to tell us, like I thought I'd get ahead of it, so I said here, but apparently we weren't doing roll call. All right, that's all I got today. Thank you all so much. Give it up for Pam for putting this on on Labor Day. Yay, Rookie. Stay up there because there's comments. Um, so first, you ended exactly at three minutes. So that just so you know for time. Um, I have a couple comments. If other people do too, we have other microphones that are splayed in here and out there and you can find one um so i would start with you had a bunch of punchlines at the front but i would just reorganize them and i would start with like it hurts to move when you grow when you get up and maybe like make a make a misdirect about how old you are and pretend you're older than you are somehow and then actually be younger and then you're a millennial like maybe even crowd work it and ask how because you have like a really indeterminate age you could be 50 you could be 25 it doesn't who knows you're Rohit like who knows right but you can play with that at the beginning and be like ah but I'm 30 and then kind of backtrack I felt like just look at the first minute and you had like five punchlines in there just reorder them I don't know listen back uh blah 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 Mint condition shiny. Why are you shiny? Has a Pokemon card. So you still have all your hair. You can grow a beard. Like what makes you a shiny first generation Pokemon card? Like what are mm -hmm. the assets that you have? Like small ass. Like I don't know what they're. 
like what is the special things on your card, right? You think of at least three. You've got a joke in there. And then magicians from the Bible. Elijah was carried into a chariot of fire into the heavens. Pick some magicians. John the Baptist cured some leprosy or some shit. I don't know. Jesus cured a lot of stuff, right? So like just pick a couple magicians and be like, why not? You said you were Christian. You mentioned it. And you just didn't take the opportunity to, there's got to be some jokes in there. Like a chariot, Elijah, a chariot of fire, but I'm Indian, so we only feel that. We only come to Jesus when we poop (laughs) from tikka masala or something. Like, I don't know. There's got to be jokes. All right. Other people have comments? Um, That one right there. Look at that. There you go. Yay. Should uh, say something about the weather. Feels like India. Feels like oh, India. today, right. just yeah. today, because it's hot. Same reference. Shitty cr- Shitty. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only kind of crowd work I do. <laughs> Does this one work? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you done, Tim? All right. Okay. Uh, I had the same note about that Pam gave about the bot- magician from the Bible. I thought um, that was great. What? And the yoga and Scientology, I didn't get the stretch and fly, but I felt that there's room there to explore the two, like yoga, all the stuff, and Scientology, and all the stuff that comes to mind, and then draw comparisons and And if it's a super stretch between the comparisons, you can say that. It's a super stretch. Like from yoga to fucking Scientology, it's a huge stretch. I just assume Scientologists fly. I don't actually know what they do. Big stretch, though. All right, thank you. No, for they, the they believe in um, um, what do they believe in? The xenons, your xenu. There's um, you're inhabited by thetans. There are um, there are aliens that inhabit your body, and that's what makes you do bad things. Okay, uh, everybody, clap your hands together for Rohit! Yay! Yay! And I only know that because I watched the Leah Leah Remini thing, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I loved you on Facts of Life." Okay, your next comedian, Blake Sweet, didn't show up, did he? Nope. So we're gonna move on. Jared, are you cool to go next? Sure. Okay, cool. We're not giving him comments. We're just gonna be super awesome and listen to a set and give him lots of positive feedback with our claps and our laughter. Everybody, Jared Senna, yay! <laughs> Or give me a negative feedback. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that, too. Yeah, sure. If, if I don't make anyone laugh, just just heckle me off stage. Pull a Dave Chappelle on me. Tackle me. <laughs> I'd be done with my set by the time Lauren gets here. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's hot as fuck. I don't have a joke for that. That's just a note I had for today. It's hot as fuck. Um, yeah, very true. Um, uh, 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 oh, yeah. Uh, I'm a Gen Z person. Uh, uh, so that means I grew up with uh, a, the internet for most of my life. I'm not worried about any like mental health effects or, or like sensory deprivation that I could get from it. Uh, because I'm honestly grateful for all the resources the internet has provided me for most of my life. And when I say resources, I really just mean porn. Very grateful for all the types of porn out there. There's just so 
so much porn. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Yeah. Hi, I'm Jared. Okay. Uh, uh, because, like, I don't want to grow up in a world where porn isn't available as it is right now. I was talking with my older friend. Um, he grew up in the 90s. He was telling me one time when he was growing up, he had no access to porn. So he just drew a picture and masturbated to it. Like, what kind of dystopian future is that? And, like, I know he's not a good drawer either, so it's probably just, like, stick figures with big boobs. I mean, which explains his taste of women, just, like, eating dis girls with eating disorders and boob jobs, so. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's just a thought I just had. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, a lot of people like to use the word artist a lot. But honestly, anyone can just say they're an artist, makeup artist, skateboarder. Like, anything is art, pretty much. Like, it's so subjective. Like, people just use that word just so they can seem more like, like, just seem like more, like, complex when really, like, uh, so, like, um, uh, I'm a uh, I gr I'm a writer, but it's not really as cool as uh, as painting. Because painting, like you can actually like see, you actually have a visual. Writing is just like a fucking page of words. Like what? You're gonna like write me a haiku, you fucking nerd. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> I don't think I, I, I made the three-minute mark. I think you Pat have just a minute. Wants me to get I'm giving the fuck you a minute off. from here. I'm giving you a minute from here. Ready? Minute. Go. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, like. Okay. I have no idea where the fuck this joke is going. Um, okay. I guess I'll end it with this. I did graduate in creative writing, recently. Yeah, last May actually. I really did. I got my diploma now. Um. In, uh, creative writing sounds really vague. It doesn't tell you specifically what it is, like software engineer. If you guys don't know what creative writing is, it's pretty much just a fancy way of saying coffee shop barista. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, but I did learn a lot from creative writing. Uh, one of my professors told me that in order to be a good writer, you have to read a lot. And that helped me a lot with uh, my comedy writing. So I started reading uh, personal notebooks that I've stolen from other comedians at open mics like this. I actually uh, found a couple good ones. I don't know if that'll work for me, but I thought they were pretty funny. I, can, I, can I try them out with you guys? Okay, cool. Okay. To be a black man in America. All right, that's my time. Give it up for Pam. Yay, Jared Zena. Hooray. Oh, we're not doing comments for him. No, he's lovely. He's lovely. He works so hard, and he's wonderful. And he's being, he's totally pushing boundaries. And he said like and um a lot, but other than that, he did great. And the internet is for porn. I agree. You're lovely, Jared. You're wonderful.
Uh, your next comedian, we are giving them comments. So please take out your notepads and be cool and write notes and help out. And everybody, I'm so excited to bring her up to the stage. It's Rhoda Gravator. Yay! Hang on, man, Welcome back, Pam. I'm glad you came home safely. Um, so I am a Gen Xer. Anyone else here Gen X? Hey, Brady. Woohoo! Yeah, I'm Pam. All right. Uh, any millennials besides Rohit? Are you two millennials? Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, anyone here Gen Z? Yes, besides my son, Jared. Give it up for Jared. Give him a round of applause. Yeah. Okay. Time to no go back to nursing school. <laughs> All right. So technically, I'm Gen X. But honestly, I feel like I rem relate more to millennials, right? Like, I hate phone calls and old people. Uh, but I do love myself very, very much. I am racially tolerant, and I love avocado toast, but I prefer to eat it on toasted man buns. I'm an entrepreneur. I have a podcast. I started a new job this past Monday. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you. And then I asked for a promotion on Wednesday, and I live in my parents' basement. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but then I think, well, I have way more in common with Gen Z, like I am an influencer. Okay, so don't forget to smash that like button and click subscribe. Okay, smash, 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 smash. I have ADHD. I won all the participation awards for every school activity, like this one time. I got a full ride to Stanford because I knew my first name. I'm depressed and woke at the same time. And my pronoun is moo. Oh, who am I kidding? I still use Facebook. I think apps are appetizers. I thought cancel culture meant canceling your Netflix subscription. And I use my ATM card for the ATM. I once paid cash at a Starbucks, and the Gen Z cashier looked so confused, and I said, oh, honey, do you not know how to count? And the cashier said, moo. Anyone here go to Burning Man? No? <laughs> Why is it so expensive to pretend to be homeless when you can live on the corner of Turk and Taylor for free? The FBI discovered that the top secret documents that Trump took from the White House were not kept in a secret location in Mar-a-Lago. The only thing at Mar-a-Lago that's in a secure location is Melania's vagina. No, Donald, you can't put chicken fingers in my pussy. For those of you about to travel and were wondering, the answer is yes. You are allowed to bring a vibrator in your carry-on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but TSA does recommend you leave your genitalia back in your car or just throw it in the trash. Uh, E-cigs, however, are not allowed in your carry-on, but you could say it's a vibrator and then prove it by lighting your clitoris on fire. Oh, does no one do hand jobs anymore? Or is that a Gen X thing? Okay, that's it. That's all I got. Rhoda! Rhoda just did seven minutes of comedy in three minutes and 30 seconds. 
comments. Yeah. No, that was awesome. Yay. Um, no, we've got comments and stuff and absolutely like, okay, so that was an incredibly well-written piece and it felt like performance art or performance poetry, which I love and it was gorgeous and it was super well-written and like as its thing, but because it was read and with the speed you did it on the radio, I'm over the moon. Like anyone listening is like, that was fucking awesome. It's like, yeah, because there's a feeling to it and a thing that was happening, but it was clear that you were reading it. So it wasn't like stand-up comedy because it wasn't like you were talking to us and interacting with us with the piece. It was like, here is my piece. And it's great. Like, it's incredibly well-written. There's so many really, like, great moments, and they all work together, but you're just, it'll be totally different if you memorize it because you'll feel it and move to those places organically, and it'll feel like a different thing. But again... That was seven minutes of material in three minutes and 30 seconds. Um, oh, yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly with Pam. Um, and also, it's like, you know, the stuff you're saying, too, I think you should reorder, especially the millennial stuff. Yeah. I think you should reorder. Because you started off with, like, you know, like, over-the-top millennial jokes. But, like, you know, then you went to the middle with stuff that's relatable millennial. Like, uh, what was the six punchline that you had for millennial? Yeah, see, I think you start off with the promotion. You know what I mean? You start off with like the very like most minimal millennial stuff and then you slowly build up to the things that people like, you know, wholeheartedly like believe in the exaggeration of millennials. You know what I mean? Um, like they were all amazing. But like I just think they were in the wrong order. It's, yeah, it's like playing poker. Just yeah. which way do you want to lay yeah. your punchlines so, like, down? Uh, if you want, I'd love to like, you know, like well, I don't want to like, you know, take up uh, the no, radio waves to talk great. about, but I would love to like, you know, like talk to you outside about that and like we'll figure out a list. Of like, start off a list about like you know what's the uh, most um, what's the most like you know like least exaggerated. You start off with that, and then you end with the most exaggerated. You know what I mean? Okay. And stuff like that. But by the way, besides that, amazing. I love it, and I also think I also like highly encourage you to, uh, when you start off with like I'm a millennial. Talk about your appearance too, because you're wearing all denim. <laughs> you know, and like that's a very millennial thing to do. But like. If I can get everybody to give a round of applause, because that, right, that was a good set. There you go. You did it. Are there, are there any other comments for Rhoda, who had a, a lovely and a well-written set? Is there any other comments? All right. Oh, then um, get into a microphone and say that. Get in. Or, do you have a thing? Um, uh. I really love the secure location, funny, about um, Melania. That was great, the um, Trump thing. And uh, the ADHD, 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 when you, the way you got to it just cracked me up because it just was like you said it as part of, it was like working it out part of the thing. It was great. I did not understand Moo. Um, yeah. Hi, Hunter again. Like uh, with the uh, like, uh, I have ADHD. Well, I grew up with that. Okay, but you're saying like um, your your teacher like um had um somebody called Moo, and they're ADHD. No, they have um dyslexia. 
Uh, they meant mom. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they meant mom. Or something like that. You know, like, yeah, um, don't, right? don't Cause hyper. No, no, because there's two O's and one. I'm sorry. I just can't even read. Don't hyper focus <laughs> on the exact, like, you know, um, learn disability to have. Okay. You know, like have ADHD and hyper focus on other things too, you know? We're yeah. going to clap right now, everybody, for Rhoda. Yay! Thanks, you guys. Da, 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 da. All right. Um, our next comedian, did uh, did Blake Sweet show up? Is that a person who showed up? They said they were going to be late, but then they didn't. Okay, we still were moving on. Uh, your next comedian, we're also giving comments too. And um, I'm excited that he's here. Anthony. Uh, put your hands together for Anthony Mitchell. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, I took Muni to get here. I inhaled a little secondhand meth, so if this sucks. Let's blame it on the meth. Uh, I've been learning Italian recently. Uh, that's my new hobby. Uh, I didn't know any Italian going into it. I just knew that in shows like South Park and Family Guy, Super Mario Brothers, it's uh, heavily stereotyped as, it's-a me, oh no, I'm making a meatball. And I downloaded Duolingo, the language learning app, and first lesson, I swear to you, first lesson, no lie, which, if you don't know, means the boy ate the apple, I hit my wife. Which is something I think every Italian man needs to learn once in their life. But I'm learning more than Italian. I'm learning that stereotypes are based on truth. And I feel like Italian people are just the last race of people you can just be openly racist towards. A few people complained. They got rid of Apu from The Simpsons. They uh, canceled Pepe Le Pew for just being accurately French. But just a few years ago, in the hit movie Ratatouille, the guy that gets controlled by the rat, his name, Alfredo Fettuccini. You can't do that anymore. Disney... Disney's not going to make a movie starring an Asian woman named Kim Chi. Even if she has a little chicken sidekick named General Tao. There was another one that I forgot. But anyways, people stereotype Italians. I get it. You can call me whatever racial slur you want. No one, I don't even care. You know, Guinea, WAP, Dago. I don't understand half these racial slurs. And I'm not going to do the research into it. I don't care. The one thing you can't do for Italians, you cannot take away Christopher Columbus. That's our guy. He's the only person we have left. We have, as role models for Italians, we have Christopher Columbus, Rocky Balboa, and Rudy Giuliani. And one of those people doesn't even exist. They want to get rid of Columbus Day and install Indigenous Peoples Day. Do you guys like that? I think it sets a bad precedent because I don't think we should be, I think in this country we should be uh, rewarding winners. I mean, what's next? Long holiday holocaust? What about every week in September we're going to have Twin Tower Tuesdays? Yeah, that sucks. It was the meth. Um, 
One thing that was coming to mind, no one likes Italians, so I'm going to stop talking about them. Uh, student loan forgiveness, how are we feeling about that? J Joe Biden wants to get rid of the student loans. I don't understand inflation either. I'm glad we're all on the same page here. Uh, the one thing I'm worried about for getting, if you get rid of student loans, how is that going to help my internet porn addiction? Uh, I feel like I'm finally going to be cured. So where are all the strippers going to go? Thanks, Meth. Hey, hey, it's Anthony Mitchell. Oh, we're doing comments, so you're staying up there. Cool, cool, cool. So I mean, for Italians to look up to, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. You mentioned Sylvester Stallone there. There was Rocky Balboa. You know, there's more. There's Mario Batali. He's pretty rad. Yeah, there's also a Benito Mussolini. I mean, well, it depends how you want to get into World War II. And, you know, how surprising that everyone pulled back at your Holocaust joke. Like, <laughs> isn't that surprising that that happened? No, that's so weird about comedy. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, you opened really great. Your crowd work was, like, super topical and very cute and wonderful. And you were clean. You were doing all clean material, which I was really impressed with. And, like... There's a market for you. You should talk to, um, well, Charlie Moore just left, but Larry Dorsey's going to pick up that show, and it's at an old folks home at 4 o'clock on a Friday, but it's fucking awesome, and they pay you, and they have an open bar. I know, right? The whiskey is serious, and there are some ladies that are, like, over 60 that are drowned in the whiskey, and I'm like, yes, girl. And it's like a 4 o'clock show, like 4.15 start, right? But you're perfect because... They don't like cum jokes. Like they didn't like 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 croaking on jizz. Not a thing they were into. But the things you were saying like were very clean and it would have worked until the Holocaust stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> everything was working out. Wait, who is this? Oh, Larry. now it's gonna be Larry Dorsey Jr. But Larry you should Dorsey. pick up a. It's great. It's a Friday show at four o'clock. It's on Sutter, and uh, just past South Van Ness. Van Ness. And uh, Larry Dorsey Jr. is going to be running it. They pay you. It's in an old folks home. And they have an open bar. So if you, and they've got like, and the guy porn, it's like, I don't fucking care. It's like an old folks home. It's very cool. So, so all the comments listening, open bar, not open mic. Okay. No, not yeah. open mic. You have yeah. to get booked. You have yeah. to get booked. But, but they I'm pay like, you. And then I only had one whiskey because I wasn't going to go moments. crazy, but still. See, like, I, I, I loved your set, but like when you, uh, you used to do the Italian stuff and then you went to the Italian like uh, impersonation. Yeah. Right away, I think you should say jokes about and convince people that you're Italian before you go immediately into that, because then you wouldn't beat a boopy. And I'm like, oh, you know, it was too much of a transition. Sure. Convince me, you're Italian besides your mustache, you know, and that way then I'd be able. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, but like I loved it. There's a lot of promise there. Thank you. Any other comments? Lauren's moving up. Lauren's going to say some shit. Lauren's going to talk into a microphone. Um, I liked it. You guys did really well. And I had just one suggestion. The role models thing with Rudy Giuliani, and you could go into how they would be terrible role models. <laughs> just explore um, the two, Rocky Balboa. And, or if, you know, if one's good, one's evil, and what would happen for sure. you. Oh my God! Stop and frisk Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> Woo! Uh, everybody, Anthony Mitchell, yay! The job works. Job works. All right, so that's the end of the comments for tonight, and now we're just gonna have an open mic, and everyone's gonna get four minutes.
and you'll hear a horn at three, and I'll try to do it on a punchline and be cool to you. Um, your next comedian, so cool, so funny, so wonderful. Clap your hands together for Brady Pearson. Yay! Well, hello, how are you? Tonight, Mutiny Radio. I like this very much, a room full of men. Well, Lauren, I mean, you know, you're one of the guys. Oh, okay, one of the dykes. You know, but it's nice to have a room full of men because that never happens for anyone, especially white men. That's very rare. Am I making a racial assumption for people? Are there any men who are not white in here? Really? Well, you, were you right? Well, being the biggest white man in the area, um, I think I have some expertise about that. But um, yeah, but it's been very exciting. Is anyone else hot today? Is anyone else super hot? It's very hot. Is anyone else like really hot about what's going on in the co- in the country today? Like this whole like Roe v. Wade thing. Does anybody have any feelings about that? Men, what do you what do you feel like we can do about it? Nothing. You don't feel like we can do anything about it. What what do you think we can do about it? What what can men do? Because I've got an idea, and that's why I like a room full of men. Okay, because I feel like this is a time where we can all figure out how to come together. You know. I want you to know that me as a gay man, I'm happy to share the load with any of you at any time. Because mom always taught me to be a giver. Are there any other cocksuckers in the house tonight? No other cocksuckers, really? Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever thought about it a little bit? No? Okay, good. Okay. Uh, uh, guys, if, if I'm talking about cocksucking too much, I want you to know. Don't worry about it. Because you can be a cocksucker at any time. Just talk to me after the show. I'll be around to help you. So yeah, my birthday just passed. I'm 52. Half a century. I can definitely tell you things were better back then. We did have um, education and good shit like that. We did have a lot more cocaine too in the 80s. Sorry, we did do all of the cocaine. And um, yeah, I've been I've been around a long time, and I just I think that my first dating apps were mortar and pestle. Ah, oh, dad jokes. That's what happens when you're turned fifty-two. Like your whole version of comedy just automatically narrows, and you're just like, "Am I gonna do dad jokes today? Am I gonna do some more dad jokes? I think I can." And I've been around a long time. It's like that it begs the existential question because I think about these things as a Virgo. You know, um, do you ever think about like how much cock you've sucked? Oh, like how many miles of cock you may have sucked in your lifetime? No. Do gentlemen do you like it? Your cock sucked. Gentlemen, do you like it? Okay, I just want to make sure, because you know, like a lot of guys. I mean, because women don't like to do it, right? Do, are there any women that don't like to do it? Okay, so women, why don't you like it? Why don't you like it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is why we do it better. <laughs> Again, gentlemen, I'll see you after the show if you want to find out. Um, and since I feel so close to you, I want to sing you a song of the voice camp that could have been but never was in Lake Putitinmi, Wisconsin. It goes a little something like this. <clears throat> oh, I love you, Putitinmi. Put it in me every day. 
I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way on your shores. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady. Yay, Brady. Oh, my God. Someday you're going to sell that song to some really cool porn, and it's going to be, like, in the closing credits, and you're going to make, a, like, a $100,000. I don't know. I don't know what porns make. I'm just guessing at numbers. I have no idea. Brady, you want to go up next? Because you're up next if you want to. Otherwise, I can switch you with Lauren because she's been here, but you're fine. You're ready to go. No, no, but you're like ready and you're on time and everything's working. Hey, everybody, put your hands together. It's Ray Khan. Yay! Hey. Hi, guys. How are you? What's up, man? I'm going to uh, sing the, uh, pre uh, the sequel of that song, Brady, Get It Out of Me. Get, the, get your dick out of my ass. <laughs> Cause, Cause, fuck that, man. You've been singing that song, and I, and I'm, I'm sore. Okay, be cool, be cool. Get it out of me every day. Um, hey guys, how are you? I know what you're thinking. You're thinking I didn't know Vin Diesel had a skinny, tidy older brother. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I'm skinny and I'm tidy. I'm a neat freak. So uh, not only am I fast and furious, but I am. Furiously fastidious, yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'll clean the shit out of your room, everybody. Um, listen, I'm getting older. I had a birthday yesterday. Hmm. Yeah, thank you, 53 years old, oh my God. Uh, I think uh, I might be the oldest, but maybe minus one. Um, I had a birthday yesterday, I'm feeling older, uh, not feeling really comfortable lately. Um, it's, uh, it's tough, things aren't as hard as they used to be. To be honest, you know, things are a little bit softer. It's okay. It's all right. All, all was appropriate. Thank you, Pam. Um, I, I, when I used to get hard, I used to be hard as forged steel. Yeah, I get an erection, it'd be hard as forged steel, people. Let me tell you, but nowadays, it's much more like a forged signature. Yeah, yeah, short, squiggly, and completely unconvincing. It's true. It's true, man. My wife, every day I, every day I whip it out, I'm like, are you ready? And she's like, oh, let me check. And she puts it up to the light. Yeah, check for the red and blue threads. Oh my God, it's terrible. It's embarrassing. That's not, those are veins and arteries, people. Let me try this. I'm trust you. Um, oh my God. And if it comes up with a wrinkle in it, she's like, oh my God, I got to work on this wrinkle. She walks into the kitchen. She goes to the kitchen counter. She does that move where she has to smooth it out. That's not nice. Granite is very cold and unforgiving. Thank you. Uh, who, likes, uh, who likes music? Anybody like music? Yeah, good. God, I love music. I love Billy Joel. Billy Joel is my favorite musician, you guys. Yeah, I love, I love, I love Billy Joel. Like Pam loves Billy Joel. One song he has is um, uh, it's called "We Didn't Start the Fire." You guys know this song? We didn't start the fire. We didn't start the fire. We didn't start the fire. He says that he says that one phrase seventeen times in that song. Do you believe that? Seventeen times. Thou protest too much, methinks. Okay, you can't say something seventeen times and not be guilty of it, right? Like if I substitute those words, like I didn't fuck your girlfriend, what if I just change the words a little bit? That'd be cool, huh? I didn't fuck your girlfriend. I didn't fuck your girlfriend. I didn't fuck sixteen times into the song, you'd be like, I think Ray's fucking my girlfriend. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure Ray's fucking my girlfriend. Oh my god. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm not a fighter. I've never been a fighter, never been much of a pugilist. Yeah, can't punch, can't quit, can't kick, not very good at it. Not very good. Very tall, very lanky, got a high center of gravity. So I'm just not good at it. I was at the store the other day, somebody cut me off, and I cut somebody off in line. 
right? And the guy was immediately about to kick my ass. He's like, what's up, man? You want to go? Huh? You want to smoke? I'm just like, oh, well, no, I don't, I, no, 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 thank you. I'm sorry, that got you off. He's like, I'm going to kick, you know, I don't have any fighting skills. I got a black belt and nothing, but I do got a black belt in improv. Hell yeah. So I just yes-handed that motherfucker the entire time. He's like, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm like, yes, that's right. My ass will be kicked and you're so good at it. He's like, oh, man, you know, yeah, I'm going I'm to break your faith. I'm like, yes, I'll be unrecognizable later on. He's like, who do you think you are? I'm like, I don't know. Uh, you got to, can I get a name, an occupation, a location? All right, that's my time, guys. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Pam. Yay, Ray. Yay, Ray, God. Hooray. That was lovely. Hey, it's good to see you. Yay. Hey, um, moving right along on the open mic thing. Your next comedian is one of my favorite people on the scene. You can see her this Wednesday. That's two days from now at the Punchline, 8 o'clock. She's going to be hosting the show there. It's like old people doing comedy or some shit like that. Uh, put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you, Pam. Welcome back. We're glad to have you. Okay. I don't know much about... I don't know about you but I prefer my religion disorganized. I want the yarmulke over here, the talman over there. No? All right. <laughs> Just a one-liner that didn't go anywhere. All right, here's a thought. Um, the experience of being alive and the experience of being dead. Think about it. You have, there's way too many different ways of being dead. Or there has to be as many different ways of being dead as there are of being alive. Because you can be alive, like look at all the di different people in this room, we all have different pr perspectives and, and lives and stuff and what people see and what we see. I imagine it's the same with being dead. No? I mean, it just, I, it just makes sense to me. Because you can't, your soul doesn't die. So I don't know. There's a no. I, I'm working on this. I'm working on this. Yeah. Well, I feel that. It just. I. That's true. I don't know it for sure, but it feels right. And uh, so I'm going to go with that. And all along with that, there are so many different ways to die, but there's only really one way to be born. You're born out of your mother. You could be born vaginally or cesarean, but you still come out of your mom. Here you go, baby. Mom. Well, thank you. Uh, act out. Not good. Um, but being, but dying, you can die alone, you can die with someone, you could die in a busload of people, you could die <laughs> by um, knives, guns, planes, trains, lack of air, fire, water, heat, fire, I said fire. Um, it's, I don't know, but there's something there. Somebody give me a goddamn punchline for that <laughs> joke. All right. You don't set out to ruin a day. It happens bit by bit. You smoke one too many joints, you drink one too many beers, pee in the kitchen sink, and damn, the whole day is fucked. And then you might as well go to the open mic because nobody wants to hear it. Or you might as well stay home from that open mic because nobody wants to hear an old giraffe telling jokes, especially today because it's so hot. All right. Um, the trouble with me is I still have hope. And so I do, I have a little bit. And I hang around waiting for good shit to happen. Not all the time. I'm not a monster. 
But sometimes, yeah, let's have something fabulous take place. That's why I like insights, because they give me something to live for. They're like little bits of knowledge and understanding that propel me forward and up, much like a good bra, out of the depths of depression, boredom, and apathy where I usually reside. Depression, boredom, and apathy, how may I direct your downward spiral? I had an insight yesterday. I realized that I wasn't supposed to grow up. My parents didn't teach me everything that I need to know to become an independent adult. I don't know how to balance a checkbook. I'm lost when it comes to sex. And if it weren't for my drug addiction, I wouldn't have anything I could call my own. Thank you. So, he, no, I'm not done. So, yeah, I still have hope. I'm at a minute. I still have hope. I hope that someday I'll have an insight that will make a significant difference for good in this world. And then I could write a joke about it and tell it to you fuckers. And the circle of life goes round and round. All right, that's my time. Thanks very much. Hey, Laura Crowd. Hooray. Buy your tickets right now for Punchline on Wednesday. Um, it's going to be a great show. All right, we're moving along. Your next comedian. I'm excited that he's here. He's a new guy to our room. Put your hands together for Sean Doran. Yay! Dolan with an L. I'm sorry. It's Sean Durham and Sean Dolan. I tried. No, honestly, I didn't even notice you said it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I have great awareness, obviously. And my name's Sean Thomas Dolan. So my initials are STD. Yeah, um, I was named after my grandfather's cold sore. Um, yeah, one time I was uh, eating a plate of spaghetti while driving, and then nothing bad happened. And I'm a bad driver. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had a girl last week. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm dating right now. I'm casually dating, like very casually. To the point where you can't even, like, I can't even tell if I'm on a date, you know, like, <laughs> half the time. I, and I, it doesn't help that I emit zero sexual energy during these encounters. That's why I started calling them encounters, just so I don't have to use the word date. You know, just <laughs> adds to the confusion. But, uh, yeah, I uh, was on an encounter, and I ended up kissing the girl. But uh, I kissed her like she was my grandma. She hated that too. Um, <laughs> and uh, I texted her on the uh, to let me know when she got home safe. And she said she she responded to me and said that kiss aged me twenty years. <laughs> it's like okay, so are you home or <laughs> can you answer the question? I'd like to think she pulled over to the side of the road just to respond. You know, she's like, no, I need to get this off my chest now. My uh, my ex's mom, un she unfollowed me on Instagram the other day. And we broke up three and a half years ago. So at that point, it's not even about the breakup. She just didn't like my content. I was honestly really hurt about that. <laughs> you know, called up my ex and was like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> She was like, you know, you were emotionally unavailable. You got complacent in the relationship. I was like, no, with your mom. <laughs> what happened there? I thought I was, you know, pushing pushing out some good content these days, guys. What <laughs> sucks. Uh, my dad, though, he keeps telling me, he's like, Sean, you need a girl with faith. You need a girl with faith. He's an Irish Catholic. 
And uh, I don't think that's fair because I'm not religious. That'd be a weird standard to have, you know? <laughs> like, hey, you need to love God enough for the both of us. <laughs> you got to go to church every Sunday. I won't be there. And don't tell me about it either. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but you love God, please. <laughs> Just so you know, it'd be nice because she can bring a plus one to heaven. Just <laughs> No. Who's this? Sean. He's with me. <laughs> yeah. I don't buy into all this. It's a facade. You're literally in heaven. No, I don't buy it. Sean, <laughs> you died last week. Did I? This all an elaborate ploy? That's God. Right there. Like, <laughs> got me. No. Uh, guys, uh, my brother is currently in the Air Force. Nice serve for three years. Buffalo Wild Wings. It's terrible at my job. One time a customer called me over to his table and he pointed the food there and he was like, I didn't order this. Dude, I was so confused. I was like, well, then what's it doing here? <laughs> and I'll, I'll never forget what he said. He looked me in the eyes and he said, you probably made a mistake. I was like, do I know you from somewhere? That is sort of my thing. <laughs> Always making mistakes. I don't want to run the time. Thank you, guys. Keep your hands clapping, everyone. It's Sean Dolan. Yay. 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 And then yay. Um, our next comedian, he was earlier in the night, but the traffic, I guess, was crazy. There's people were honking, and there's a bridge somewhere. I don't know what happens. I, I've submerged myself in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days. Uh, your next comedian, though, clap your hands together, everybody, for Blake Sweet. Yay! How we doing? All right. Yeah, Pam was close. It wasn't traffic. Uh, I took BART, and apparently, when it's 117 degrees in the East Bay, BART drives about five miles an hour. Yeah, so I just got off of an hour and a half long 45-minute BART ride. Um, and now I'm trying to remember my material. Uh, I, uh, I got rid of my beard recently. Uh, and I have no idea why, but that statement gets a very different reaction when I'm performing in a gay bar. Not really sure why. I mean, it's just facial hair, right? I don't know. That sounded way funnier in my head. Uh, so I... Um, I've been noticing a lot of ads recently. Uh, have you guys seen these for inflation sales? Places like Kohl's and Harbor Freight and a few others. Uh, and I just, I think it's so funny that those are the places having inflation sales. Like, I'm struggling to afford groceries. I can't put gas in my tank. I barely have a roof over my head. But you know what's gonna make it all better? If I go to Kohl's and get a $55 t-shirt for $49.95, Reminds me a lot of uh, back in like 2007, 2008 when computer companies ran promos. Like if you buy a brand new $1,200 laptop, we'll donate a brand new $1,200 laptop to a starving kid in Ethiopia. Like, I mean, the, at a time where, I mean, them becoming child soldiers or just making it to 10 was not really <laughs> going to happen. Um, still working on that one, clearly. <laughs> Um, so 
like every other white guy with a mustache, I have a lot of friends and family who are police officers, yet I've never been a police officer myself. Uh, and recently one of these cop friends got married and me being the shithead that I am thought it was funny bringing up the, uh, the statistics about married police officers and domestic abuse. Uh, he got annoyed. So thinking quickly on my feet, I decided to ask him who his favorite musician was. Told me it was Chris Brown. Uh, (laughs) all right. Uh, I figured I'd wait, let that sink in. This guy got it. Uh, yeah, no, he, uh, he doesn't like that joke. He said it implies that he listens to R&B music. Oh. And it's funny, too. I felt like such a hack bringing out the Chris Brown reference because that was also from, like, 2007, 2008. Uh, and I had this little moment where I was so proud of us as a society that that's the most relevant domestic abuse example. Till I Googled celebrity domestic abuses... And I realized that, no, that's not the last or most relevant example. Everything else since then is just niche. So if I pick a more recent example, I'm only doing that joke for fans of celebrity domestic abuse. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to end on this one because this one needs work. I, uh, I like drugs. Anyone else here? All right. I always love saying that, too, because you never know what drugs people are cheering for. Like, I'm talking about weed and mushrooms, but there could be somebody here like, woo, meth. Uh, I've been trying to work out a system lately where you can tell who's a drug dealer and what drug by, the, by what shoes they have. So I'm working on a list here. Obviously, weed, if it's a worn-out pair of Vans that looks like they were brand new in 2006, they sell weed. If they sell really nice basketball shoes, but it is very obvious that they do not play basketball, they sell Coke. Leather boots, actually kind of a double here. If they're store-bought leather boots, they're probably a biker, they probably sell meth. If they're FBI-issue leather boots, it's definitely crack cocaine. (laughs) Uh, But my favorite, my favorite is if you see a guy wearing jeans and flip-flops, that dude 100% sells mushrooms. I have never been wrong about that one. All right, thank you guys very much. I've been Blake Sweet. Yay! He's a new guy. His name's Blake Sweet. The only drug he didn't mention was ketamine. Yeah, man. You thought you were cool, bro. You don't talk to dogs or babies. Come on, man. All right. Uh, we got people on the mic, and we're coming up with more of them. Um, okay, we are going back to the list. Is um, Tom Fulner here? He is. Are you okay going next? Is that cool? Are you ready? I'm so hey, everybody, ready. put your hands together for Tom Fulner. Yay! Uh, today's my birthday, actually. Woo! That was a lie, but everybody else got applause when they said it, so I thought I'd start there. Uh, so I've been learning Spanish so that I can be a dick in two languages. Uh, it's, you know, I just, actually, I just want to understand what my in-laws are saying about me, or I thought I wanted to understand, but it turns out I'm happier not knowing. Uh, I was a virgin when I graduated high school, but it's not my fault. I was cock-blocked by my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
My teacher said I would burn in hell if I had sex. It's a sin against God. But I finally got to that chapter in the Bible, and it turns out Jesus was down to fuck. Like, some of his best friends were hookers. And he didn't even say, eat my body. He said, eat my dick. But it was censored by the Romans. Do you know why Kim Kardashian's in the news all the time? Uh, I think that she's the closest you can get to watching porn when your girlfriend is around. Like, baby, come look at what Kim Kardashian's wearing. Don't mind if I do. Uh, Pope Francis declared masturbation is no longer a sin, actually. Yeah, three years ago, and nobody told me. I spent the last three years feeling bad about shit I didn't even do. And my whole family's Catholic. Not one of those motherfuckers thought they could text me, send me a text. Hmm. Uh, my friends say that the comedian in me is dead. I've starved him, buried him, asphyxiated him, humiliated him, and for what? He keeps writing these fucking jokes, as if money wasn't a thing. He says he gains strength from other comedians, which is the sissiest goddamn thing I ever heard. Uh, I am very aware of my privilege. I was a Boy Scout and an altar server, and I never got molested. That's like dodging a fucking firing squad, especially with Scoutmaster Slinky Dinky, who was always checking the showers. And it really hurt when I found out that there is no such thing as a merit badge for fellatio. We worked hard for that. Uh, we all did. I'm just kidding. Of course I was molested. Look how fucking cute I am. What middle-aged man wouldn't want a piece of this sweet ass? Uh... The Boy Scouts of America actually banned gay people at one point, and because uh, apparently, if the sex is consensual, it's not permitted in their organization. My queer friend was so pissed he sent his eagle badge back to headquarters, drenched in cum. And I was like, "Dude, why are you giving them what they want?" Thanks, you guys have been great. I'm in the Yay! Oh my gosh, you gave time back to the room. You're so sweet and amazing. Yay! Tom! Tom felt Fuelner. You're new. I'm sorry, I'll learn your name, and I'm not usually... It's not usually like a barbecue and stuff. How's the steak? Is it okay? I mean, okay, so, I mean, it was just... I had extra food stamps, and so I went to... That's why I like the salmon. I'm like, I don't feel like, like the quality of the salmon. I tried my best, but you're dealing with the steak, and I didn't know, but... I felt like I did okay with the coals and and people eat the meat. I'm just saying. Uh, and if it isn't good, it wasn't my cooking. It was because I went. Um, it, poor people can have good taste. Uh, hey, thanks for being here at the Joke Workshop. Your next comedian is so supportive, so amazing while I was gone. And really excited he's going to be hosting a bunch of shows during the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Yay! Thank you. Don't worry about it. Pam still gets my name wrong sometimes, which is funny because my name's Katsky. And she'd be like, this next guy, I love his name because it has cat in it. Give it up for Josh Kotsky. And it's like, what? You knew. You knew the whole time. Um, all right, we're going to do a stupid joke and then get into it. I'm, uh, I think the bumpers, like what it takes to get on a bumper sticker has kind of gone downhill recently. Like I saw this bumper sticker that said, my son is in the army corps. And I was like, really? Glorifying necrophilia? All right. Um, 
for those of you who don't know, I, I'm kind of famous. Uh, I was on Wheel of Fortune, which is kind of like the dumbest way to get famous, but I'm going to take it. And <laughs> it's no jeopardy, but... Uh, and so they don't notify me when they run reruns or anything. Um, I only know when I start getting creepy DMs from people. Um, so I would like to read my last one. I'd so suck your dick, dude. Love your hairy chest. I pay very well. So I've got a secondary source of income coming in, everybody. It's weird, too, because uh, a few weeks ago I was at a bar and this drunk girl came up to me and she, like, pulled my shirt down and grabbed my chest hair. Is chest hair a thing that you guys are into? Like, is that... I don't... I didn't... Yeah, no, Lauren, specific... No, maybe more Lauren. Um, I don't... But is that... Is that, like, a... Is there... Is there, like, a kink for, like, hairy Jews out there? Because if so, I'm going to give up comedy. I'm going to head into that shit. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. I've been... Uh, I haven't been doing a whole lot of comedy uh, recently because I was working. Um, I, I fucking, I don't like my job. Um, I work for an for a audit company. Uh, my company was recently fined $100 million for helping people cheat on the ethics portion of the CPA exam. Uh, apparently the only question everyone got wrong was, uh, do you understand irony? They're all like, we have no idea. They have no idea. It's also weird to cheat on that because I assume most of you aren't CPAs. I'm not either. But the ethics portion of the CPA exam is open note. They allow you to cheat. Literally, the only way that you can cheat is if you were to send somebody the entire answer key, which they did. Yeah. Uh, all of the, the honest people were rewarded, like the people who turned it in, they were rewarded. Um, and the people who were so dishonest that they took this answer key and cheated on the CPA exam were hired by Wells Fargo. Uh, all right. Um, doo -doo -doo. Uh, we go. Oh, yeah, my job's, well, I'm not going to read off this. My job's fine. I'm, so I'm an IT auditor, which is kind of like a dumb accountant. That, is that what you do? Oh, how do you get out? Ooh. Oh, I just, I like money. Is there a way to, like, do what you love and also make money doing it? I feel like you can either, like, do something you hate and make money or, like, do what you love and be broke. Like, already, damn. Um, I don't know. I feel like anyone who's like, I love what I do and makes a ton of money probably isn't doing anything ethical. You know, they're all just, like, I, I have a friend who was like, yeah, I make, you know, $300,000 teaching inner city kids how to read. I'm like, you are overcharging those inner city kids. And if you make a, if you don't make a lot of money and you hate what you do, you should probably start stealing more money. Um, all right, we're going to do one quick joke and get out. That was quick. Damn, I haven't been here a while. Uh, I saw this documentary about, um, about this uh, addiction study. These scientists put a rat in a cage with two buttons. Pressing one button would dispense cocaine. Pressing the other button would dispense an Oreo cookie. Now the scientists were trying to find which of the two buttons was most addicting. But what they actually found is the world's luckiest rat. All right, thanks for your time, Gus. And eat off the balls. Where are the people? Josh Gotsky. And you perfect angel, you ended exactly at four. Welcome, Newman. I know, it's so fast. I know. Well, when you're in the festival, you'll be doing 10, so... Um, Newman, just so you know, there's food up on the thing back there, and there's like food left, and and there's snacks and stuff, and okay. 
And your next comedian, uh, I, I know he'd moved back, but I guess he has. He's lived in Hayward for two weeks. That's what happens when you move to Greece. You come back and everything's changed. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Mark Neuer. Yay! I had no idea this was about to happen right now for a second. That was a surprise. How are you guys doing? That's a lot of information. I have everything I needed and more. He's good. Doing, he's doing good. I took an edible. So I'm doing a little better than good. I want your energy up. I want you to be great. Do you want some edibles? What do you need? What's going to make you feel just spectacular? Yeah, they're all gone. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of it, ladies and gentlemen. I've had enough of this bullshit. Dating and wasting people's time. I'm tired of wasting people's time. Going on dates. I just want you to pee on me. That's all I want going on dates how are we supposed to talk about you peeing on me on a first date like how are we supposed to talk about you pissing all over my face over breadsticks and soup I don't know how this turned into an Olive Garden commercial but it's all I want I just want you to urinate in my mouth some of you are looking at me like no it's squirt I don't care I'm done with the illusions I'm done with the bullshit it's piss, okay? And I want it in my mouth. It's where I'm at. I don't really give a fuck anymore. Just sit here and lie to myself. For who? For what? <laughs> I have no time to lie to myself anymore. The stuff that has a little bit of a stench to it, on my face, please! Go on dates for what i just don't understand i want you to punch me in the balls and call me a bitch there's no time for this go have a fucking calzone for what i am a calzone you know you think i need a fucking calzone i need you to tie me down and spit in my mouth that's what i need and you want to go get pasta. I just don't. Jesus Christ. I do sales and marketing now. <laughs> I do sales and marketing. I drop off free phones. I do that. I go door to door. You want to hear my pitch? I'll do it for you. I go, and then you open the door. I say, hey, I got a delivery for you. I don't have a fucking delivery. I have a phone. You have no idea it's coming to you. It's not addressed to you. Hi, I have a delivery for the household. Oh, wow, what is it? Just a California Lifeline device. What is it? It's a, just a device. It's just a, just, I just need your Medi-Cal card and your ID. That's all I need. And then they'll give it to me. 
If I came to your door and said, hey, I want the last four of your social, your driver's license, and a medical card of yours with your name on it. Oh, I'm also going to take pictures of all those. You wouldn't let these kinds of things fly. You, yeah. <laughs> I come to the door with edibles and hard dick. You choose. This is fucking... Slack my cock against the door. Got a package for you. They give away these free phones, and it gives you a randomly generated number from, like, the general area that you're at. Now in Oakland, I've never, I've never met people that were so hell-bent on their area codes. Thank you. I'm almost done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to go kill myself. Thank you so much for the time. Mark Neuer, Mark Neuer, it's amazing. We're so glad that he's back and it's exciting and you can get a free phone. It's an Obama phone and it's a free phone and those things happen in the world. And there's probably like a weird little chip in it and they're totally following you, but that's okay. It's also in this card from this person who's left it here. I can't see it again. I think his name is Pellet. What is the name of the person on this card? Someone left a card here. Pablo Hornin. Hey, if that's your card, uh, we've got it here. I'm not going to buy pizza on it for at least two weeks. <laughs> We're going to leave it there fallow. Come back, bro. Find your card. Your next comedian. Hey, put your hands together for Newman Shake. Yay! Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, um, are you guys are you guys like millennials? Or? Yeah, cool. Um, I'm like a Gen Zer, but it's pretty much the same thing, you know. Like we're very progressive and very broke. Like that's that's all it is. Yeah, I think the only difference between you and me is that I feel like you grew up being like dreaming of buying a house, only to be like really disappointed. And I grew up being like, I really don't want to be in a group chat with my landlord. Like that's that that's all it is. I um I moved to San Francisco last year. It's a cool city. It's very diverse. You know, like there's um. Lot, there's like a lot of gay people, trans people, white people, and and that's really all the people in the city. And it's cool seeing all this diversity come together and uh, hate poor people, you know, like so that's so fun. SF's weird, man. SF San Francisco is like the type of city that like hates Amazon but also lives like leaves like bad reviews for their Amazon delivery driver for being late, you know, like that's that's the vibe it gives off. I um I turned 22 a couple weeks ago. Yeah, th- yeah. Thank you. It's 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 not a notable birthday. The last one was much more important. But um yeah, I turned 22. I'm getting older, and I'm trying to say like more adult words. You know, like I've been saying refinancing and countertops a lot more recently. <laughs> like that. That's what I've been doing. Like I've been, I've been sometimes I like use them in a sentence. Like I'm like, hey, how's a how's a right refinancing going on your countertops? And I don't know what that means, but it makes me seem really smart. Sometimes I ask the same person like that three times a day. Just you know, it's cool. Um, I I'm not I'm not a good boyfriend. I realized that. Like I broke up with this girl once because she was uh, allergic to nuts. That's it. Like she was a great person. She was just allergic to like peanuts. And I don't know, man. Like love is cool, but like, have you ever had like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Hi, dude. That shit is awesome i um i read this um i read this article recently that said um every time you look in the mirror you look fi- you look 
like five times more attractive to yourself than reality and i was like this is not good for me you know like i really hope i have body dysmorphia because if there's a chance i i'm like five times uglier than i think i am then i'm gonna really need to work on my personality like i'm gonna have to lower those standards start dating girls with peanut allergies you know just fucking really bomb the barrel um i'm on the dating apps are you guys on the were you ever on the apps yeah yeah it's scary man like i'm on hinge hinge is too wholesome for what i'm looking for which is sex without getting to know a person's name and then um i was on uh i, I tried tinder tinder is scary man tinder makes me realize what it's like to just date as a woman because now i'm sending my location to like my fantasy football group chat like that's not fun i was on a tinder date yesterday and i was getting kind of scared so i texted my friend i was like yo this girl She's 5'4", but she's giving some serious 6'2 energy right now. Like, I'm scared. So I'm just going to share my location with you just in case. And then he texted me back, pussy. So that was mean. All right. Um, What do I want to end with? I uh, I really want to be the next Maury, you know what I mean? Because, like, I became a comedian to, like, make people laugh and, like, have fun. And I realized I've never seen anybody happier than when they realize they're not the father. You know, like, that's... That's really, that's, that's, that's an important job. All right, goodbye, guys. Newman Shake has seen joy. Yay, Newman Shake, yay. What a lovely human being you are. Um, so your next comedian, I was so excited when I could spot him from 20 yards, and I saw him, and the sun was in my eyes. I had sunglasses on, and even through the glare, I could see from 20 yards. That is the outline of your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Hunter Uniac. Yeah! You go to Pam Benjamin sexually fucking, you know, derogatory me. I am a piece of meat, and she has a visor. How the fuck did that work? Now look at me when I say I'm a piece of meat, sir. Look at me. Uh, I shouldn't say that. You look, li- you look like you murder kids in a fucking library. You do. What's your name, sir? Tom? You sound like a kid who like fucking murders kids in the library, Tom. Okay, that didn't work. All right, lost a crowd on that right now. Like, you guys don't even know what it looks like. Fuck, okay. And hey, you guys think Hulk Hogan looks like Thor feels in bath salts? Yeah, Tom? You look like Hulk Hogan if he was Thor, if he was on bath salts. All right, I am dry humping the fucking mic stand. <laughs> I am not, sir, don't look around the audience. I don't. I I literally just dropped my girlfriend off at the airport, and I'm doing this now. What the fuck is wrong with me? Like, comedy is my passion. This is what I'm telling my girlfriend. Comedy is my passion. (sighs) I need a new passion. (laughs) We're having fun, guys. Um, How the fuck do you go from material after that shit, you know? I wasn't about to talk about my father. It's like, no, I'm gonna dry hop a mic and then daddy issues. <laughs> Actually, that makes a lot of sense. So let's do that again. I'm gonna dry hop this mic, daddy issues. Sorry for my father. Pam! The fuck? <laughs> I don't know, okay. Um, but yeah, I work for my dad. I'm a carpenter for my father. And it's weird working for you to be a carpenter for your father. You know, like, um, like, do you know how much you hate your coworkers? Applaud if you hate your coworkers. Uh, Fuck 
you guys, you tacky pieces of shit. I love that. Like, no, no, we love our coworkers. No, but um, uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm at, okay. You know, so I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna face this way, and talk to the audience that likes me, because apparently these are the people who hate their. Co applaud if you like your if you hate your coworkers. Woo, Hunter, we fucking love you. So like um like imagine imagine like if if you if imagine when you hate your coworkers and then um you have Christmas with them. You know what I mean? Like imagine like like imagine you know how much it is to bicker over a Christmas fucking bonus when your cousin is the one who got the bigger bonus. You know, so I, I shouldn't be looking at you. You look like you well you look like you give out Christmas bonuses. You know, uh, you're drinking Starbucks. You. You don't even know what a Christmas bonus is. A, Chris, a, a Christmas bonus is what poor people get when they can't afford Starbucks water. All right? And they can't, like, they're really in trouble when they start talking about millennials. See, like, the, everybody on the air is going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But you know. You do. You do. Okay. Um, yeah, the guy with the fucking pedophile mustache is looking at me going, Hunter, shut the fuck up after this shit. All right. I had shit to say, people. Okay. I'm not going to do jokes. All right, let's do this one. Um, I like my woman like I like my eggs. Pam, I don't like you as a woman. That's what <laughs> No, I like my woman like I like my eggs. Um, cage free. I like my woman like I like my eggs. By the dozen. You're... <laughs> Uh, this last one's not going to work, but I don't give a fuck. I like my woman like I like my eggs, brown and organic. All right. I'm going to leave you with an actual joke. Um, I, used to, I used to go to a private school. Okay. You know, like, look, look at this. This guy talking about, like, you know, his woman and eggs, like, went to a fucking private school. Dude, we're just, like, this is how, like, sheltered we were as children. We learned about 9-11 through sock puppets. I'm not fucking with you. We had the hot language arts teacher put her legs up in the air in fucking knee-high gray stockings, and every kid just threw a fucking paper airplane between them. Yeah, point is, I didn't know what a terrorist was. All I knew is I converted to Islam. Um, that's my time. I don't want to say my name. <laughs> Yay, Hunter Uniac. He's amazing, and I'm so glad that he's back, and I'm back, and he's going to move, and everybody will be fine. We'll all live together in, in the Pantheon forever. Your next comedian. I'm excited that he's here. Keep having it in. We have a couple comedians left. Hey, everybody, right now, we have Brandon Bailey. Yay! Bailey. Bailey, but it's fine. My name is not important. What? I'm sorry. What is your name, ma'am? I always forget your name. What is your name? Yes. Lauren. I feel like every time you see me go on stage, you have like a very like terrified look on your face. Understandable. I get it. <laughs> I just say a lot of wild thoughts. I get it. It's fine. Uh, you were talking about like um, different ways to die. And I often fantasize about my death and like multiple ways I can die. I have this one fantasy where uh, I get gunned down. And then as I'm bleeding profusely, I pull out my iPhone and I go like, Siri, play the song Mini Men by 50 Cent. <laughs> uh, anybody here thought about killing themselves? All right. I, I know how I do it. How would you do it? How would you do it? But like, you know, same. I would do it. Pills? 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 
Okay. I was thinking about because uh, most most people like go like, oh, I'm gonna shoot myself. Recently, a comedian actually killed himself. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I'm not gonna say his name because you know, rest in peace to that dude. Uh, well, I, I never I never liked killing myself because like I already made a mess while I'm here. Might as well not like on the way out. You know what I mean? It's like I'd be a gentleman about the shit. Like I, would, I, I, I personally pills maybe, but the thing with pills is there's like you can still come back. You don't know what is, when what is enough. But I would I would hang myself. But I would drink laxative the day before. That way I just clear out my system. You know what I mean? And then uh, I would get like a plastic tarp, and then I would have like you know to catch the blood from my nose. And then I would have uh, cookies and oat milk in the fridge for the police when they come to find. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, so, because, you know, you know, the cops come through to a suicide scene and the guy blows his head off, like Kirk Cobain or something. She's like, oh my God. Oh my God, Jackson. Get, get the cleanup team. We're going to be here for a while. But they come to my scene, they'd be like, this nigga's a great host. <laughs> Why would he kill himself? He seemed like a really decent guy. <laughs> I love you, Pam. We out here. Um, I'm so glad we can talk about Asians again. I always had love for the Asians, but I felt like, especially like in LA, it was really tense uh, with the black comics and the Asian comics because of the whole pandemic and the Asian hate and violence. It was intense. It was really tense between those two races of comics. And uh, I feel for them. I really do. Like, like matter of fact, I feel so much for the Asian community and what they went through during the pandemic, dealing with all those ignorant African-American people. I empathize with them so much that out of respect for them, I've started going to this barbershop. It's an Asian-owned barbershop. I go there, get my haircut, give the guy a tip. But out of respect for all the African immigrants in China who, during the pandemic, were forced into unemployment and homelessness by the government and its residents, every time I go to this Asian barbershop, always make sure to never wash my hair. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh... uh <laughs> Oh, I feel good. I feel good to be in here today right now, man. I love y'all so much right now. I was like, real, I've been having a really shitty year. So it really feels good to be here with y'all right now and share these jokes. Um, I'll, I'll say one more joke. And the, and the thing is, okay, no, like, it, it's almost, Asian and, the Asian and African-American community actually really bond. Like, we, we like, really tight like that. Out of all the ethnicities, like, for, we, as as an African-American man, just, just being out there in the scene like that, Asians, and we got a cool little thing going on, for the most part. Outside of this little, remember Rush Hour, which, by the way, racist as fuck. That movie is so racist. Oh, man. Os uh, you know who deserves an Oscar performance, though? Jeremy Piven from Rush Hour 2. He deserves an Oscar for that just, like, three minutes alone. He should have started the, there should be a cameo section for Oscars, like, best cameo section. It's like, what? Hulk Hogan? No. Um, But, yeah, fucking... I remember one time my homegirl, I had this Asian homegirl, Filipino lady. She took me to her church. It was an Asian church. And, and they like welcomed me. They were like so welcoming me with open arms and shit. And uh, I was inspired so much by the, the vibe of the church. I decided to get uh, baptized. I volunteered myself to get baptized, but then I saw that pool full of boba tea. And I was like, fuck this shit. You know, although it makes sense why they baptized me in boba tea, because I have black balls. And these black balls produce the sweetest of tapioca anyway all right those last few jokes are pretty good though thank you Brenna Bailey everyone we have a couple comedians left thanks for hanging in hey Chris Chris hey Chris hey Chris 
So it's like Chris and then it's me, unless there's other people. Hey, Chris, hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris Crone. Hey, Chris Crone. Hey, Chris Crone. Yeah, put yourself together, everybody. Clap your hands together for Chris Crone. Yay. God, I, you know, I'm, technically, I'm not, uh, I'm not supposed to be working today. But this is my way of saying fuck you to the government. Uh, I woke up this morning, and for some reason, there was a large tray of meth next to my bed. And I don't do meth. It's really not my speed. Um, but I didn't know what to do with it, so I hid it. Which is a methy thing to do. This whole, this whole conversation is a meth. I wasn't planning on doing anything tonight because it is Labor Day, you know, and I was planning on having my child, myself. I'm gonna put my legs up right now and show you where my child comes from. <sighs> What's been going on today uh, has been pretty awesome. We have a lot of food that we all got stoned and ate. Um, and one of those things was my baby, because it is Labor Day. Anyways, Pam, I'm going to cut it back to you. Oh, what? Oh, shit. No, I... you should be telling jokes and stuff. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry, I was talking to Lauren, and I was like, oh, life is weird, and we were talking, and I feel like a Muppet right now. I feel like you're a Muppet. I feel like... If Jerry Garcia had a cousin that had a son, so you were like the second removed nephew. You know, as as somebody who hosts comedy, I feel like I Kermit should... the Frog every oh single time. Oh my god! You could totally Kermit the Frog it all. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, the rainbow. Nobody's on time. Yeah, nobody's doing their their be. shit right. <laughs> I hailed you and stopped you. I can't believe it. It's so good to have you back, Pam. Honestly, I want I want people to give 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 Pam Benjamin a big round of applause because it's so good to fucking have Pam Benjamin back. Oh, you're so sweet. That's so nice. Um, but do some more jokes, and then I'm gonna go up and tell some jokes until some other people don't or whatever. Because we're still we're at seven thirty, and this is it. I mean, I guess I'm closing it out. I don't think there's any more people. Okay. Um, but okay. Yeah, but you should. You should do some jokes, and then you should introduce me, and then I'll come up to oh. that microphone. Yay! Oh, yay, yay, yay. Yeah, so I did the meth jokes, uh, which are very true. They're very true. Last night, um, my roommate, who has cancer, uh, um, a neighbor came over, and, and, and he was in just this really, really weird state. He, he rang the doorbell and was like, you know... I want to come in and hang out with you guys because I have to move out of the building. And so me and my roommate, who were both very, very stoned and very drunk, were like, yes, you should come in here. And then he started crying, and then all of a sudden the meth came out. And I, I, like, like I said earlier, I do not do that. Like I'll do a lot of other drugs. I will do so many other drugs. I'll put drugs up my ass to get higher. But meth is just not one of them. So I was like, hey, not doing it. Not into it. My roommate, on the other hand, uh, was like, you know what? I'm just going to funnel 
all the meth. All of it. And uh, that's how I ended up with a plate of meth on my desk this morning. Because <laughs> I decided to go to sleep. He decided to go to sleep. And the guy with the meth decided to um, stick around in the living room and draw for six hours. And then wake me up and go, hey, here's the rest of the meth. I don't want it. Just put it somewhere. Uh, that was a fun thing to wake up to because, like I said, it's not my bag. But then it was kind of tempting. It was like, you know what? I haven't really ever done this. Maybe I'll, like, try it out. Did not end up trying it out. Just hit it somewhere, you know? Because I think that's like, but have you ever had that happen to you where you're like, you know what? I like drugs, not this one, but I'm not willing to throw it out. Like, just, I'm a conservative in that in that regard. Liberal on a lot of other things, conservative on food and meth waste. But I've, I've been having a good day so far. I've been having a very, very good day. I got to, I got to see my beautiful friend Pam and she's kissed by the Mediterranean sun. And I've never been to Greece. I've seen the, the, the musical production. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. Because that helped Frankie Valley get out of his mafia debt. Very true. This is true. Frankie Valley had to keep making music for like 50 years to get out of mafia debt from one crazy night. That's where that song came from. Anyways, up next. I, I don't know. I guess I need a closer. Okay, I'll give you guys a closer. I'll give you guys a closer. Um, who was the most handsome Ninja Turtle? Everyone's got opinions and beauty is subjective. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Yay! Keep your hands clapping for Chris Crone, everybody. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Teenage Ninja, Ninja Turtle. Oh, my God. So crazy. Hi. Thanks for sticking around. Are you okay? What's your deal? You're not a comedian. You, like, hang out with this guy. Are you his brother? Are you really his brother? And we just only know that because you both have mustaches. Hi. Cool, and your other, all your mustachioed brothers are here tonight. Do you feel like okay and everything's, you feel safe? Cool, that's really good. I didn't know what I wanted to talk about. Oh, he said, I just heard him say, I was raised Catholic. <laughs> no, I was, a, I used to be a cheerleader for God. There is only one God. Andy is the sun God. Bra. Raw, raw. Oh my God, you went to school and you know who Ra is. Sometimes millennials, they're like, this raw. And then I don't do uh, any Kafka jokes. I'm <laughs> like, if they don't. Um, I try not to be smart anymore because like, ah, uh, and like all my punchlines are too pretentious and I'm just distancing myself from my audience. I'm like, let's talk about feminism. Woo! 
Let me distance myself from my audience. It's really hard because, like, you know, I'm a witch. So I'm into, well, I'm into Tiger's Eye and tarot cards and feminism. Because feminism is just witchcraft rebranded. <laughs> Did you know that that? was a punchline cool yay that was oh my god so many women in the 1500s they burned not themselves like they were burned and hunted and demonized and why the women in the 1500s why because they just wanted to live alone out of town oh no roommates cats Reading, baking, witches were just smart women that didn't want roommates. It's crazy. Like, they just wanted a room of one's own. Virginia Woolf was a witch. <laughs> Did you, do you understand that joke? Most people don't. Okay, see, that's the thing. I, like I said, I'm going to be, is, is, are, my, are my gloves pretentious enough for this next joke? <laughs> see, my gloves are invisible. My brain is flexible enough to have all kinds of thought in it. <laughs> might or might not be wearing gloves. I might or might not have a new boyfriend that I've been hanging out with for two and a half years since the beginning of the pandemic. Yes, I've been keeping it a secret, Anthony. I've been keeping a secret. I have a real relationship. It's amazing. I know. It's like, I don't want to say that like he's captivated my heart or he's captivated in any way. But, you know, I do. I only, I feed him a little bit at a time and he's fine. I give him out days like twice a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? His name is Gary. He's my sourdough starter. Yeah, I have a sourdough starter named Gary. We've been dating since the beginning of the pandemic. He's real. My brain is flexible enough to understand all kinds of realities. <laughs> I have a sourdough starter for a boyfriend. And he's so fulfilling. Every time I ask him to do anything... I, you know, I enslave him into my dough and I push him into positions he doesn't want to be in, but he gets used to it. And then he just like grows and like becomes like really strong. And then I murder him in an oven. I'm sorry. Am I torturing? <laughs> am I, am I a sociopath, but I'm dealing with bread? Are you a vegan? Is this, okay, thank God. Because if you were, you'd be like, you're murdering a person every Saturday with those sticky buns. There's usually weed in them, though. So if, the, if Gary's dying, he's having a good time doing it. Am I right? <laughs> I'll have to listen back to this. Uh, guys in the back, they don't care about the Albanians. Hi. No, I just want to tell you about how, like, no, no, it's fine. I mean, drink vodka's gross. Uzo is great. Uzo now. Oh, now we're talking. So you're not 26 anymore. So are you still 26? Oh, 
Oh, that's so great. You're under, you're 26 or under, aren't you? Are you? You're sure? You're sure? He's sure. Are you? Anyway, anyways, 26 year olds. Oh, you're all 10s and you're so cute. Uh, I'm a San Francisco six. I think that's fair. Uh, I'm a Greek island four. Also, if you haven't been to Greek islands, like I'm like, woo, I, woo, I don't wear a bikini. I wear like little weird board shorts. I'm like, I'm a lesbian. Like they're like, oh, okay. That's how you get the Albanians off you. That's the thing. I'm an Albanian 10. Like the Albanians couldn't get off my 47 year old ass. They were thirsty for my 47 year old ass. And I was like, you must be drinking seawater because you're crazy or all of your women are dead <laughs> like what happened to the albanian women and then they texted back on their silly little google thing and he's like albanian women are very strong and married <laughs> i don't know what that means <laughs> but i was almost kidnapped off scopolos and sex trafficked to uh, a gang of 26 year old albanians like my self-esteem is flying right now you guys like are you fucking kidding me fuck you san francisco i almost got sex trafficked in albania <laughs> i have worth like are you kidding me that's like 50 grand i have worth somewhere before I left for Greece, I was on Geary Street waiting for an Edinburgh Castle open mic and a Dutch guy walks across the street and he goes, are you working? And I was like, I'm waiting for the open mic. And I realized he thought I was prostituting myself. And I regret that I didn't ask him how much I he thought I was worth. Cause I really want to know, like, am I like 150 or am I like 250? Like, what am I? What am I 50? Like if you would have offered me 50 bucks, I would have punched him in the motherfucking face. Like, are you kidding me? I have two master's degrees. You dick piece of shit. My dad loved me. <laughs> you asshole. I'm worth at least $250 and it's a hand job at best. Dutch guy on the street. Anyway, that was fun. That was a cross. That was an Edinburgh Castle moment. Are there any other comedians that are here that are doing things? Oh, you already did your time. But um, I don't, you have a friend back there. But no, we're, I think we're, we're done. But we can go after to the, what was it? The Blarney Stone or whatever the fuck out of the, woo do woo doo do The end up. Wait, what drugs are you on, bro? <laughs> oh, a delirium. Oh, my God, delirium's back open? That's crazy. Like, wait, welcome to a super spreader event. Uh, <laughs> so there's nobody left. Cool, thank you. Thank you all for being here. The crows are coming. Hitchcock is upon us. This is perfect. I'm super excited that we're all going to die tonight. That just sounds about right. No? Okay, I'm just kidding. There's, I don't, that's, I just don't want to die. I do, my life is going incredibly well right now. I'm just trying to not die. I'm looking both ways before crossing the street. I'm not smoking as much pot in the morning before my shower to like avoid those nasty slip and falls. Uh, like no more stone fruits, nothing I can choke on. No more 26 year olds, <laughs> you know, like. I die suffocating on jizz. Like, oh my God, learn to swallow, Benjamin. 
And it's my fucking funeral, and Mark Neuer's there, and he's like, oh, at least Pam died doing what she loved. 26-year-olds, what? Ah, And as an addendum to that joke, of course I swallow. Uh, But come on, I always leave a little bit just for witchcraft. Come on! Yeah, you gotta save it! Wrap it up with silk. You guys are like, ah, put it in the moon. You're not scared? You should be. All right, good night, everybody. Go to the next open mic at Blarney Stone or whatever. It's a Monday, right? We're all on vacation. Woo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government, and it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius.
I was just leaving the theater. And I started to do some thinking. Black, black, black. Saturday, noon to two. I'm a freeway. I am a John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission a leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff, talk to Under. Go to SkinOnSkins.com. That's S-K-I-N-O-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. You just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather? Go see Under. Everything is handcrafted and understated quality. 
fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs. He also does fixes. Maybe you love that jacket. He'll put the zipper back in. Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank relies on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year, enough for 93.000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org volunteer to find out how are already dead. A shadowy group of killers for hire is eliminating world leaders, crime lords, and CIA agents. Inexplicably, the deceased contract killers have the DNA of people who are long dead. CIA agent John Clooney devises a dangerous plan to capture a shadow killer alive. Contract a hit on himself. John Wessex, The Shadow Killers, is the second book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Take a psychedelic circus journey to the dark side of the moon with Bow and Arrow Presents Dark Side of the Circus, a psychedelic circus show set to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Playing for one weekend only September 16th through 18th at Dance Mission Theater. Tickets available now at Dark Side of the Circus. Dot brownpapertickets.com. Mutiny Radio listeners can get a $25 ticket with promo code MUTINY420. Bow and Arrow will see you soon on the dark side of the moon. Ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves meat. 
it's high noon. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. It's the AltaCast. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, is on her way. We're here at 2781 21st Street. Give us a call, 415-550-0511, if you want to tell me what's going on in the news. Because, again, I'm not submerged in a barrel of IPA as per usual. I have been sober 19 days now. Please do not clap. Do not be excited. I still do say the dumb and embarrassing things. Just now I remember them. Great. Wow. Confronting that I'm always an asshole. Awesome. Making terrible life choices. Or great life choices. Things are falling apart, so what's a bad choice, right? Anyway, uh, there's stuff happening in the news. I don't know what's going on. That's what LaToya will be here for, because I honestly haven't been paying attention. The only thing I can think about is the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th. That's in less than two weeks. That's right, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up. You can tell is excited about it. Party. Party. Yeah. You made it. Yay. I knew you would because you said things on the Facebooks about liking things. Did you like my weird little poem? I did. Thank yeah. you. I've been yeah. trying to be on the Facebooks more because that way I can post more for the comedy festival. Yes, the comedy festival. Well, we sh- and that's the thing. People aren't. I, I would pay attention to the grams, but I just, the algorithms I don't understand. I don't know what the kids are doing. These wacky kids, man. I'm hanging out with these wacky kids. It's fine. The reason why, because it's easier to post things like on Facebook, I think. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. All I know is that every time I understand a platform, it's gone or it's not cool anymore. Now it's all about the TikTok. And I'm like, I can't even. It's like Musically Plus, which is yeah. ridiculous. Oh, those are already plugged in for you, actually. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I have two songs that I want to play. One is hilarious, and I think you're going to laugh so hard at it. I've been laughing all week at it. Um, It's called Girls Club. It's just by a guy on the internet. It's great. And then the other one is the opening song from this new Netflix movie that I just kind of started today. It's kind of boring, but it's I really like the actress in it. She's She's crazy eyes in... Orange is the New Black. Her name is, it's a three-letter first name, like, Onka or something. But she is a badass actress. And the opening song is really amazing, so I wanted to play that, too. Um, But other than that, I have no idea what's going on, so I'm excited to find out what happened um, in whatever. I honestly, I haven't paid attention to anything. That's... That's, it's healthy. It, 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 Maybe it, it, may I'm healthier, yeah. It is healthy. It's, I just like was reading the Huffington Post today. Uh-oh. And I had to like put it down. I'm like, okay, I can't. Well, we can go through the HuffPost. We'll I, do it. It's, it's depressing. Well, while we get all this set up, let's, uh, I'll set up this song here. Just uh, press play on that right there. And this is a song from the Miss Virginia soundtrack. And it's really good. Now you ain't on a guest 
pardon me, but I've been running out of patience. Took the red pill to make it. Now I've been seeing the face shit, and I just feel a bit anxious. Y'all got just so many faces. Y'all just got so many pages. I don't want no affiliation with this here. I feel like I'm the only one that's keeping this sincere. Mm. Friends. I mean no offense, but it makes no sense. Why the hell would I associate with you? 